Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 437th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week, and perhaps even the year, was easily yesterday's historic PGA Championship victory by Phil Mickelson as he became the first player to ever win a major at age 50. Uh, let's say that again. He's the oldest major champion ever. And it was just an incredible day to watch, an incredible four days if you look at the entire tournament. But yesterday was uh, truly one of those special sports moments. Uh, the crowd on the 18th hole was absolutely incredible. And the Kiowa Golf Course which I had the pleasure of visiting a few years ago, which is at the Sanctuary Hotel on Kiowa Island, uh, is absolutely special, and it played that way all weekend. Perfect weather, and the ocean views were just uh, spectacular, to put it mildly, off the coast of South Carolina. And But it was all about Phil this weekend. Uh, if ever the phrase, a man with a plan... Uh, was appropriate. This would be the weekend. He was uh, very focused. He talked about it. Oh, he was working on his mental focus. He's been playing better golf, uh, but he hasn't won in years. I don't know that he's even finished in the top 20 in a long, long time. And he just, uh, you know, hit a couple bad shots, as Phil has done in the past in some big spots, but uh, he was able to recover from all of them. Uh, he becomes the fourth player to win a tournament in four different decades. And it was just really a special day in sports. It truly was. Uh, one we will all remember, especially golf fans. And he was going head-to-head against Brooks Kepka, which made it all the more intriguing. Uh, Brooks Kepka has that... A uh, nice bit of swagger to him. So he was a formidable playing partner, to say the least. One that simply uh, had to keep Phil on his toes. Kepka himself has won, I believe, four majors over the past few years. So it was just a, a perfect uh, final pairing, to put it mildly. And, uh, and they just put on a show. And it was just crazy there at the end uh, on the 18th hole, especially when Phil hit his second shot, which was the shot that 
he knew if he hit it on the green, that would basically seal the deal. And he, that's exactly what he did. And the crowd surrounding him uh, and running up to the 18th green is uh, a highlight we're going to be seeing for years to come. No doubt about it. And it just, again, played perfectly at that gorgeous, gorgeous golf course uh, right on the ocean. So uh, what did Jim Nance say? I think he called it uh, Lore by the Shore. Uh, the famous Ryder Cup in, I believe, 91 was the War by the Shore. And now it looks like maybe it's replaced by uh, the historic lore that uh, Phil Mickelson provided for all of us. Uh, he is now the official hero of uh, everyone over 50. Uh winning a major championship in golf, uh, winning any golf tournament that age for that matter. But a major is just uh, all the more uh, exciting. And let's not forget about a year, a little over a year ago, he was paired with uh, Mickelson and Tom Brady, took place in that charity golf tournament down at Seminole Country Club in Florida. And they went up against uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. And little did we know then that uh, both Brady and Mickelson would be at the top of their sport. Just a little, you know, Brady last February, obviously, winning the Super Bowl with a different team at age 43, and now Phil at age 50. And uh, it's great stuff, and I think it just shows, you know, what keeping in good shape can mean. Mickelson's in the best shape of his life. Uh, He really... Uh, over the past year or two, really worked on getting in shape physically, which he did, and now, and based on what he was saying mentally, uh, which he culminated yesterday at Kiowa Island. So great stuff. It's not every day we get this kind of uh, theater, uh, but we certainly got it all day yesterday and really over the course of the last four days. And Really, uh, all of the American sporting public and golf fans everywhere, worldwide, were just holding their breath to just see, could he pull it off? And he he did. And uh, every shot was just uh, felt important from the first shot of the day. So, good stuff to be sure. Uh, This is the days we live for as sports fans. Switching sports, my bizarre story of the week are the Boston Bruins just absolutely dominating the last two games to take out the Washington Capitals last night, four to one in DC, uh, and the Bruins suddenly have uh, that championship look. To Karask, who's been under fire up here in Boston, the goalie, uh, as just never getting it done. He was it was Tim Thomas in goal when the Bruins last won a Stanley Cup in 2011. Uh, Tuka's had his moments, but he hasn't delivered a cup. Uh, and he looked cup-worthy, especially over the last two games. Uh, keep in mind, the first three games were all one-goal games, which I think were like the 10th, 11th, and 12th one-goal games in a row. Uh, these teams had played, all the first three all went to overtime. But at the Boston Garden uh, on Friday night, the Bruins put the hammer down and won, I believe, 4-1. to one. And, then, uh, and then, lo and behold... Went into Washington last night and really just sealed the deal. So uh, you can rest assured, 
all the other teams in the NHL took notice of what they witnessed last night and over the past week and a half or so with the Bruins just uh, beating an excellent Capitals team with Ovechkin, the superstars, all of it. Uh, they did have uh, they did lose their starting goalie early on, so they had uh, goalie issues throughout. And goalie made a big mistake in giving away a game. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the Bruins earned it, and they suddenly look very, very formidable. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. It looks like they're going to play the winner of the Islanders-Penguins series. Uh, either one will be an exciting opponent as well for the Bruins. But people in Boston are pretty excited. They really are. Uh, they were a little less excited with the Celtics, who actually played quite well in game one versus the Nets down in Brooklyn on Friday night. And, uh, excuse me, Saturday night. And, uh, but the talent gap was pretty evident with uh, the Brooklyn Nets and their three superstars, Kyrie, James Harden, Durant, uh, you, you know, really taking the Bruins, or excuse me, the Celtics' best shot. And coming out, they didn't coast to victory, but they won comfortably, took control throughout the second half. So, yeah, so there'll be no Steph Curry in the playoffs. Uh, big, big disappointment for all NBA fans. Uh, watching him rain down threes over the past couple months, winning the scoring title has just been must-see TV, as I said. And we're really going to miss him uh, in the playoffs. But the Memphis Grizzlies went out to San Francisco. They earned that victory in the play-in game. And uh, and uh, rose up last night. They were the last team in, obviously, into the playoffs in the Western Conference. And they went out last night and beat the number one seed, uh, the Utah Jazz in Utah, 112 to 109. So suddenly uh, you have to take the Grizzlies quite seriously as they come in on a bit of a roll, beating the Warriors to get in, and now that they're in, beating the number one uh, seed Utah Jazz uh, in game one of their playoff series. So it's going to be fun. This is arguably the best week of the year, really. Uh, used to be more in April, but now here we are in uh, really late May uh, when this is happening, given the pandemic and schedules moving and all that. But when the first round of the NBA and the NHL playoffs, uh, NHL is a few days ahead of them, uh, there's nothing like it because basically we have anywhere from two to four games each night uh, for this period uh, in each league. And uh, so it's just nonstop playoff hockey and hoop. So nothing quite like it. And now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. 
The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? John, thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And in the first segment, A.P., I talked, of course, about Phil Mickelson's uh, epic victory at age 50, becoming the oldest player ever to win a major uh yesterday uh in kiowa and uh the crowd shots at the 18th hole were look look like pre-pandemic and then i see some highlights from madison square garden where i guess they had 15,000 for the knicks game biggest crowd in new york city for a sports event if not uh biggest crowd period since the pandemic began and between hockey crowds and NBA playoff crowds uh, and play-in crowds, I should say, and the golf yesterday, AP, it feels like uh, things are starting to return to normal in the sports world, and other events seem to be unfolding as well. Yeah, I think so, John. With the availability of the vaccination to those who want to, want to, you know, preserve their health and preserve the health of others and. Do not have any concerns uh, with getting a vaccination. Uh, I think we're going to move forward and have full capacity with everything right quick. Yes, and the 49ers uh, announced 
this past week, I believe, that they are going to have full capacity for their games come, coming this September. Roger Goodell stated during the draft that that was the intention of the NFL, that they would have full capacity stadiums uh, for the entire league, all their games, all their teams uh, this year. So these things happen quickly, AP, after just waiting, waiting, waiting for so, so long. Suddenly, it's like, uh, you know, the dam has burst, and uh, we're starting to hear and see things we just haven't seen. I mean, yesterday for me, what I said last night was that basically, if the recovery continues from the pandemic and nothing new uh, occurs on the lockdown front, that type of thing, cases, whatever, um, that we might very well look back to Phil Mickelson's visuals from playing the 18th hole, surrounded by fans, we're all running up to the green the minute he hit the shot, and he was just swarmed, as was Kepka, Brooks Kepka, his playing partner. I, I just feel like we may look back someday and say, you know, that was the day, that was the event. That's, you know, that's <laughs> when the pandemic you know, at least from a sports point of view, basically ended. Um, so we shall see. And I hope we indeed we can look back uh, both near near term and long term and say yesterday was the day. Because, again, at the same time, there was, you know, 15,000 people at Madison Square Garden. And, and that's a statement in and of itself. So fingers crossed, AP, you know, keep in mind, Madison Square Garden obviously is inside. So that's kind of the, uh, that, that's the news from that, from that uh, large crowd. And obvious, just as obviously the golf was outside. So uh, it's happening on both fronts, AP. It's a good thing. Yes, and, and if they're doing it in, in New York City, then I think that's... Um safe to say, no pun intended, right. that you might see that trend across the entire country. Well, that's exactly right. You know, New York City, we, as we all well know, um, as we all well know, was the hot spot last spring, uh, a year ago, a little over a year ago, and that was kind of the face of the pandemic in the early days in America. So, it's all good, AP, and sounds like you might be... Uh, you know, attending an event yourself, uh, consistent with what we're discussing here. Yeah, John, I'm really looking forward to uh, attending the West Virginia Game Changer Golf Classic, and the special guests will be Nick and Terry Saban, uh, May 26th and May 27th. The golf will be on May 27th, uh, 9 o'clock in a shotgun form, but they're going to have uh, quite a list of people from West Virginia that will be uh, on site as well. Uh, Jason Williams, people remember him from the NBA, University of Florida, and Marshall, I believe, Bimbo Coles, and Rich Rodriguez, and Teddy Valentine, the official. Uh, Shane Lyons, the director of athletics at West Virginia. Jeff Hosteller, former West Virginia New York Giants quarterback and NFL quarterback. Uh, Charles Huff, the new coach at Marshall, who was the running back coach at Alabama. And they have Dan D'Antonio. He's the coach of the basketball team at Marshall. And, of course, that's uh, Mike D'Antonio's brother, the athletic director of Virginia Tech, Whit Babcock. Uh, Jimbo Fisher scheduled to be there, as well as Joey Galloway, the Ohio State NFL wide receiver. 
uh, analyst, college football analyst. Ryan Leaf, I think, is the main speaker that evening. Uh, Joe Pendry is longtime offensive line coach in the NFL, and he assisted Nick Saban. He's kind of one of his confidants from the state of West Virginia. So it's okay. going to be uh, a kind of a special event to be there. I'm really excited to go to the Greenbrier in West Virginia. The Greenbrier is legendary, uh, to say the least. Uh, I've been there once many, many years ago, and just beautiful. And, of course, it's really got created a sports presence. They've had some golf tournaments there, PGA stops. They've had NFL teams practice there, if I'm not mistaken. It might have even been the Patriots, among others, over you know, in I, I recent know the years. Saints, the Saints are up there, John. The yeah, Saints. the Saints are up there, John. Okay. For sure, okay. I know. Yeah, a few years back. Um, so, yeah, the Greenbrier. They they love their sports there. It's just in a gorgeous area uh, near the Virginia border, but it's in West Virginia. And AP sounds like quite the star-studded lineup. Uh, Don Nealon, I covered him uh, in his That's coaching right. career well. at West Virginia. And uh, when they opened the new stadium, he succeeded Bobby Bowden. As coach, uh, so I covered Bobby Bowden's last game and Don Nealon's first game at the new stadium, the one that they still play in. I think it's uh, Milan Puskar Stadium, and uh, and of course the old stadium was uh, raucous to say the least. The last game ever was Pitt at West Virginia, and I believe Pitt's quarterback <laughs> in that was Dan Marino, and it was Bobby Bowden's last mm-hmm. game before moving on to Florida State. So. Fond memories, and I'm glad you're going to go to go to the Greenbrier. You said some, uh, you know, pretty famous names, and of course Nick Saban's from West Virginia. Jimbo Fisher, as you mentioned, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I, I, I know he's not going to. You didn't mention his name. He's not going to be there. But Sam Huff is from basically within a couple of miles of where Nick Saban's from. I think he's from Monongahela, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to say that last part again, John was. I think Nick Saban grew up in Monongahela, near Morgantown. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's Monongah. It's a small little t- town, John. I don't even know if I say it correctly myself, but yeah, it's a small little town. Exactly. And, um, and so he was good friends with Senator Joe Manchin, and up in the hills and the hollows of that small community, his dad used to have a bus, and he. Um, would actually pick up the players. You know, some of them didn't have a ride. Right. So he went to that extent. I mean, that's, that's his dedication to the young people of that community, Nick Saban's dad. Correct. He was the coach, right? Right, right. And they had a name. I forgot that name they called that team. But there was a, you know, when he was, let's say, 10 to 12 years old, they, right. they had a, a really good style. Foot. Yes, but that little community there, um, I think Rich Rodriguez was from not too far as well. Might even went to the same high school. Yeah, and so, Rich Rodriguez uh, coached there as well. Yeah, uh, Coach Westford. Coached at the Mountaineers. Yes, yes, was the coach of the Mountaineers, went to Michigan, Arizona. Now he's at, uh, I believe he's at a, a school in Louisiana, the OC, of the OC. Yeah, I think he's exactly, exactly. Smaller school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Rich Rod, he, uh, he had quite the run there, to say the least, and uh, at West Virginia. 
And uh, yeah, inter- always an interesting program, uh, to say the least. I remember, you know, the West Virginia pit rivalry, the backyard brawl, I believe is what it was called, was as about yeah. as intense as it gets. I mean, boy, <laughs> back in those yeah. days, I mean, yeah. it, it was just incredible, to say the least. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, great ball game. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, from Morgantown, uh, which is near the Pennsylvania border, Morgantown up to Pittsburgh is maybe an hour and a half tops driving mm-hmm. um, right up mm-hmm. Route 79. So just uh, very, uh, the campuses are close to each other. Um, yes. Pitt and downtown Pittsburgh. And of course, Morgantown, a uh, unique city to say the least, classic college town. So that is going to be fun, AP. You, uh, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself up there, and it's a beautiful facility. And again, as we discussed, it's you know, you know, they they love their sports at the Greenbrier, no doubt about it. Oh yes, yeah. And so I know it's a fabulous facility, and and I'm so looking forward to being there, and uh, especially this time of year, May in West Virginia. I think the weather will be quite pleasant, and just to Absolutely. be around all those people and, and hear the stories and. Some of the things on their mind, you know, some maybe we'll discuss some contemporary issues, of course, and sure. um, it, it'll it'll be quite an event, and it's for a very good cause, you know, the ch- children in West Virginia, and so uh, people can go to that website, uh, West Virginia Game Changers, and find out about it, uh, the project. All right, all right, yeah, that sounds great. That is just going to be awesome. And you know, you mentioned Louisiana. Sounds like there was some quarterback news coming out of. Louisiana, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. T.J. Finley from the LSU. You know, he's six foot six quarterback from the state of Louisiana. He's going to transfer the under consideration. Believe it or not, John was Alabama, Auburn, Houston, and Penn State. And he really? ended up selecting the Auburn Auburn Tigers. He sure did. Sure did. Wow, that's big. Uh, keep yeah, in mind, everyone. Absolutely. Auburn plays at Penn State. I'm guessing maybe for the first time, and if it's not, it's been a long time, uh, September 18th, I believe, and uh, that's a big deal. You know, I grew up near there, near Penn State, so uh, a school with the history of Auburn uh, coming in to play Penn State in early in the season, in mid-September, I think I've already read just this past week, AP, that it's uh, the official uh, ABC Saturday night game uh, on September 18th. Correct. At 8 p.m., so yep. loving that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it'll, you know, it may not be the official whiteout. That's usually Ohio State or Michigan, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a whiteout of sorts. Uh, but it could be a memorable <laughs> setting yes. to, you, you know, early yes. in the season. I mean, that's just a, that's just the kind of a matchup that gets the juices flowing. The, the, those famed intersectional matchups that just have a, an allure to them that everybody nationwide will love. So that's going to be an exciting night. I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'll have a big audience, John, because the SEC Huge. versus the Big Ten, and because Bingo. of the fact that they've only played twice, and they played in bowl games in Orlando and Tampa, I believe. I think okay. it was 96 and then, and then in the 2000s. Yes. That so it's only twice, sense. and they haven't played home. In, yeah, yeah. Never Absolutely. played a regular season game against each other until now, right? Right. Yeah, okay. But right, I do right. remember so those bowl games. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. I think one was in a rainstorm, a driving rainstorm, I think. One of them. I think you're right about that. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Outback Bowl and the, uh, it's now called the Camping World Bowl. I'm guessing when it was played, it was probably called the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bo Nix is the Auburn quarterback, right? At this moment, but we He's have good, that right. transfer coming in. Now. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't transfer from LSU sitting on the bench to sit on the bench at Auburn from one Tiger venue to another. LSU Tigers to the Auburn Tigers. I don't think he's trying to sit on the bench. Yes, exactly. He, he certainly didn't go there to sit on the bench. Uh, you don't leave a program from LSU for even a program like Auburn uh, with any intention of sitting on the bench. So, uh, yeah, th- that's exciting. Now, who's coaching Auburn now? I know Gus Malzahn went to University of Central Florida, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah, uh, Gus is with the Central Florida Knights, and the new coach is from Boise, and that's the way to say it, I guess, with that Boise sound. Boise State, Brian Harson is the new coach at Auburn. So he's a quarterback whisperer of sorts. And wow. he played the position, been associated with Boise quite a while, a brief stint at Arkansas State as a head coach, and then he's back to Boise, and now he was the head coach there. So we're going to find out. I tell people the biggest tiger in the room is Bo Nix at quarterback. He doesn't have any allegiance to him, but he has a legacy. You know, Patrick Nix was a good quarterback for Auburn in the mid-90s or so. Right. Early 90s, mid-90s. So, But bringing in this new quarterback, hey, he, the word is out. I'm sure he's been told, you're going to be competing for this position. Oh, yeah. Though you were the primary starter for two years, right? Yeah, well, football is a year-round sport, college football in the South. And uh, this is exactly the type of thing that's going to get a lot of chatter created, uh, especially with a huge intersectional game like Auburn at Penn State looming out there bright and early in the season, you know, mid-September. So, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment together. So why don't we take our first break and still a whole lot more to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert AP Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well and AP I'm, as always have ESPN on the background here at home and they're just flashing pictures of uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson when they played Last spring at Seminole, they were partners against Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning, which was basically the first sports event of any type uh, in the early days of the pandemic. And AP, I was thinking a lot about Tom Brady yesterday, and uh, he put out a nice tweet this morning congratulating, <laughs> congratulating his playing partner from that day. And uh, yeah, so I like the trend, AP. Brady wins the Super Bowl at age 43 with a different team, no less, and a different conference. And now Phil becomes wins a major at age 50, becoming the oldest player ever to win a major. Uh, and AP, what I was thinking all day yesterday as I'm watching this, and it was spectacular theater, was, you know, Tom Watson in his late 50s almost won the British Open a number of years ago. And... He unfortunately just couldn't finish the job. He hit a bad shot, like his first one in the four days of the Open. And Stuart Sink took advantage and uh, won the tournament. And Tom Watson, the entire world was rooting for him because he's, again, late 50s. I think he was 58, if not 59. It felt like Phil Mickelson finished the job yesterday for guys (laughs) over 50. It really did. I I just was thinking that all day yesterday. I, I wonder what Tom Watson's thinking. Yeah, John, it's something when a person uh, at a, an age does something that's never occurred before in the history of a sport or just right. even in other activities, the inspiration goes well beyond that event or that, that occurrence. And so this will live for a very long time, the fact that uh, Phil Mixon is 50 years old and yep. winning at that age. So it, it just it reverberates. It's it's the you know it's the proverbial pebble in the pond it really is uh this one's gonna have a lot of legs you know when i introduced the show 
today. I, I said, you know, he was the, obviously the my highlight of the week. And I said, you know, maybe the highlight of the year. And it very well may be the highlight of the year. Um, again, the just, uh, you know, the crowd. And it was very similar to when Tiger uh, won his first tournament after his comeback a few years ago. And he's coming down the... Uh, 18th fairway with Rory McIlroy a couple years ago uh, in Atlanta, uh, and that was just you know spectacular footage. And yesterday was pretty much a repeat of that. Uh, you couldn't even find him, and you know it all. When Phil hit his second shot to basically seal the deal, uh, everybody like was either swarming him or rushing running by him to surround the 18th green and phil's walking up in the middle of all this it was just great stuff and he had a great quote uh he you know it was uh slightly unnerve unnerving but exceptionally awesome i think is how he described the scene which i thought was pretty good um and his post-match comments i i thought were great you know he he basically yeah, number one he's been getting in shape here he whipped his body into shape, a shape better than we've ever seen over the last couple of years. And then he kept alluding to how he's been working on his mental focus. And that was never more clear than, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, to say the least, uh, especially with, when you're head to head with Brooks Kepka in the final pairing. And yeah, he, he just, uh, but what he said, you know, repeatedly in post-match comments, right? First on the green to CBS accepting the trophy and then later in the sit-downs uh he said you know this may be the end uh and what a great way to cap it or this may be the beginning of something of a run here over the next couple years and i just thought that was really uh an intriguing comment as well i mean right off the bat you know he we we as fans know that he can walk away and you know his you know his legacy is sealed 100 percent with with what went on yesterday and uh but now all of a sudden you know with with him saying that you, you know he certainly he feels like he he might have a run in him or he wouldn't have ever ever said that um but i thought it was intriguing he's a big personality and and i liked his comments yeah john golf as we all know in in all the sports the mental part is is certainly just as as important as the physical, yes. and maybe more in some cases, maybe more because we all take for granted that athletes are in shape to play their sport. So, given that as a not a variable uh, that's uh, you know in question, the mental side is from zero to a hundred percent. No if you're near that hundred percent, you have a chance. You know, you have a chance. Yes, and he had just you know a certain calm demeanor about him. You know, he he uh, years two ago started wearing sunglasses on the course. Not something we've seen a lot of from other golfers. Uh, and you know, again, he was reshaping his his, his physique. And, you know, really got in good shape physically. And then uh, yesterday he just seemed to have a certain calmness about him. Uh, hit some bad shots, as Phil does at, at key moments. He's done it in the past. But uh, the difference this time was, you know, not only did he re- quickly recover and never really made the disastrous shot 
but he simply, you know, recovered every time. And more importantly, you kind of felt he was going to recover. He just seemed in control. He never, he never let it slip away yesterday for even really a moment, despite a couple of bad shots. Um, <laughs> but, and again, I, I said this before as we go to close here, that, you know, playing in the same pairing with Brooks Kepka, who's won four majors in recent years and has a certain swagger. Uh, and they said it on the broadcast yesterday, you know, he has a little bit of that intimidation factor. Uh, Brooks Kepka does. Uh <laughs> Just the way he plays, the way he looks, all of it. Um, so, you you know, Phil really had to earn that uh, because Kepka was just right with him. You, you knew he wasn't going away, and he didn't. Um, no. You know, the 18th hole was, you know, Kepka gets a birdie, Phil gets a bogey. They're, they're, they're going to sudden death. So, I mean, it wasn't. that's how close it was. And that's why the second shot with the great crowd shots and whatnot was so significant because that was the key shot that basically – Sealed the deal for Phil, so good stuff on a Sunday, AP, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, unscripted drama, we all love it. sports for that reason. We all love an underdog. We all love a story that is, devel- is developing as we're watching the show and watching the event, watching the competition. You know, it's somebody. It's like watching the Kentucky Derby and a twenty to one shot. All of a sudden, is is fourth and coming down the uh, the final few few steps on the track there, and and has a chance to win. Exactly, exactly. Way P, we've come to the end of our second segment. Uh, we have a little interesting Julio Jones quote just popped across the wire. Something uh, Julio Jones is a player you covered, and I know you think very highly of. So uh, we'll get to that on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tomorrow night's Lakers-Suns Game 2 of the playoffs. The Suns surprised the Lakers in Game 1, winning, beating them yesterday. The game is at 10 p.m. tomorrow night. And uh, we'll have to see if the Lakers can bounce back. Anthony Davis had a bad game yesterday, and he said they will bounce back. So, AP, great time of year with hockey and basketball playoffs occurring. You mix in uh, Phil Mickelson, historic win at Kiowa yesterday, and uh, it's feeling like old times with AP uh, and what injects itself into the middle of it. But huge news uh, out of the NFL with, Breaking news within the past few minutes uh, on ESPN where Julio Jones, fabulous wide receiver from the Falcons, uh, basically said he's out of there. Uh, And then Adam Schefter followed it up with a tweet just now that basically said the Falcons are looking for a first-round pick. Uh, Could be a big ask. But, yeah, it looks like Julio Jones will be moving on AP, and he's someone I know you covered and, and think highly of. Yeah, John, I think I met him when he was 15 or 16 years old and watched him when he played at Foley High School right here in L.A., lower Alabama, followed him all the way through Alabama, was with him in New York City at the draft, was with him at the party on Saturday night on Cipriani Wall Street, uh, and Julio's my gold standard. He's the best high school player I ever saw, and it took me 12 seconds to watch him in the blazing Alabama heat one April afternoon when it was about 95 degrees and um, you couldn't find any shade that prevented you from feeling that heat and he looked like he was trying to make the team wow that's the kind of stuff you don't forget that's for sure and AP I just got this it's getting fast and furious now Julio this little alert from SB Nation Julio Jones told Shannon Sharp he wants out of Atlanta on live TV Quote, I'm out. I want to win. So it's real now. This yeah. is just like uh, burning yeah. up the ticker tape, as he used to say, <laughs> right at the moment. So. <laughs> right, and, right. And yeah, for you, I'm sure it's it's practically personal, right? I mean, he's uh, oh, it someone is. It is. you followed yeah. forever. Yeah, I've, I've visited 
with him on a number of times at some of his NFL games. I'd pop up in the locker room, surprise him, and he's always very congenial and friendly. And when I first saw him, John, he was wearing the F on the side of his helmet for Foley High School. It was a blue color. He wore number 82, and I had flashbacks of the first time I saw at 82 in crimson and white at a practice when Richard Todd dropped back to throw the ball to a, a uh, Ozzie Newsom uh, flying down the left side of the field, and I said, "This is kind of a supersonic version of Ozzie Newsom I just witnessed." Wow, boy, that's great. Uh, well, there's a lot of chatter up here in New England about, uh, you know, before this, you know, and now this is just going to increase it. But the Julio Jones might be headed for the Patriots. They clearly have needs at wide receiver. Julian Edelman, of course, retired, and. Uh, and Cam Newton and Julio Jones uh, played each other against each other in one of the more famous games in college football history, right? The Iron Bowl of a uh, number of years ago. Yeah, yeah, 2010, John. Alabama was ahead 24-6. to Mark Ingram was making a nice run down the sideline towards the end zone. The Auburn defender caught him, punched the ball out of his grass, it went out of the back of the end zone. Auburn came back to beat Alabama that day, 28-27, on a Cam Newton pass uh, within the 20-yard line to Philip Lutzenkirk and the Auburn tight end, who has since left this world. But that was the Correct. that was a setting, and it was a, a, a comeback that will never be forgotten by the Auburn people and the Alabama people. Exactly right, AP. It was uh, that's one of those you remember where you were when you watched that game moments. Because I do remember watching it on TV. It was incredible. You said it perfectly. It was Alabama had a massive lead, uh, and Cam Newton, if I remember correctly, then went on to win the national championship. Correct. Uh, won the national championship with Cam Newton beat Oregon. Uh, they think they think that was out in the heat of the desert in Arizona, I believe. Yes, I think you're right about that. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that's really that day is the day that the legend of Cam Newton was truly born. I mean, obviously, he was must-see TV as soon as he started playing for Alabama. Coming out of junior college, he, you know, it started his career with the Gators and uh, maybe even Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken, or some type of oh uh, that that was a, background yeah yeah you were thinking about you were thinking about Randy Moss Randy Moss started at Notre Dame Florida State and you know ended up at Mar- uh, Marshall okay you know it was, yeah, two, it was you know trying to trying to get him in Notre Dame went to Florida State I think for a few moments and ended up at Marshall yeah and Cam Newton though was on the Gators as in University of Florida correct. with Tim Tebow correct? that's right behind Tim correct Tebow. that's right right had an right incident out. there. Blinn Junior College in Texas. Exactly. AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show already, but it was good to end the show with some breaking news on Julio Jones apparently wanting out of Atlanta uh, once and for all. So, AP, I just want to thank you for calling in for your expertise as always and enjoy uh, the Greenbrier. Oh, thank you so much, John. It was my pleasure. Thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. 
Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.